Hello and welcome to Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling. I am the founder and CEO of Mara Poling, and I will be with you for the next 20, 25 minutes or so as we chat about a topic that is of great interest to many of you. It's one of the questions uh, we get um, probably in the top three that we are asked, and that is, uh, how much does it cost to get into multifamily real estate investing? So that'll be our topic for the day. A couple of items before I dive into that, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about one of our offerings, which is the Mara Polling Total Return Fund. Uh, this uh, podcast, like all of our podcasts, are educational in nature. If you have interest in exploring an investment uh, with Mara Polling and in the Mara Polling Total Return Fund, uh, please shoot me an email. Pat at marapolling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com, or swing by the website, marapolling.com, and uh, on the fund page, you can download some information. In particular, you'll want to be looking at the private placement memorandum, the operating agreement, and the subscription agreement for the fund. Those are the legal documents that actually uh, uh, are associated with a formal offering. And uh, again, if you have interest, you'll want to take a look at those. All right, now that we have the uh, legal requirements out of the way, let's uh, let's get down to answering the question here. So how much to get in? What, what's it take to actually get into multifamily real estate? I mentioned that this is a fairly common question we get asked. Uh, and, and that's true. Uh, there's a number of things, and we'll probably do another Q&A session here in a uh, maybe a month or so. We've got enough content to get through the next month, but probably in a month or so, we'll do another Q&A session in which we'll run through uh, the most common questions that we get asked. This one comes up often enough, uh, and I think um, it's something people um, maybe struggle with a little bit in terms of, okay, I like multifamily. I really want to dive in. How do I do that? Where, where do I where do I go? What do I what do I do to make this work? And um, uh, so we wanted to walk through and spend some time talking about that. Uh, we're going to start from uh, one end of the spectrum and work our way towards the other. So we're going to start on the large scale investment. Now, uh, we love all of our listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Please spread the word uh, so that more folks can benefit from multifamily real estate investing presented by Mara Poling. Uh, and our uh, listening base uh, runs the gamut. Um, we chat with folks every week, and some of them are uh, brand new to multifamily and are looking to make a very modest investment. Some have been in the multifamily space uh, extended period of time and have uh, quite impressive portfolios that they have built. Uh, so, and obviously everything in between. So, um, uh, so we appreciate that you're all uh, here. Uh, and as we go through this, I'm, I'm certain that there are listeners that fit each of these uh, examples that we're going to lay out. So let's start with the, uh, with the large scale investment. And this would be something I'd describe as uh, 100 units or more uh, of multifamily. Uh, this aligns very uh, uh, closely with what we do at, uh, at Mora Polling. Uh, 100 units is generally... Uh, the area where it begins to make economic sense to have on-site management. Uh, there's a great deal of benefit to having on-site management. 
that does not mean you cannot be successful investing in smaller properties. Uh, the risk profiles are different and there are different challenges uh, to keep in mind. So on a 100 unit property, and obviously this is gonna be market dependent, right? So if you're buying uh, 100 units in um, San Francisco, California, in the Bay Area, um, ouch, uh, good for you if you can write that check. Uh, that's going to be expensive. You know, you could be talking, um, uh, you know, about a, um, a $30 million purchase, $40 million purchase. I mean, it, it could be, it could be really, really, uh, expensive from, uh, from that standpoint. Uh, if you're looking in, uh, the markets that we invest in, which are, uh, in the Texas triangle, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, and some secondary markets along the way. Uh, you could be talking anywhere from a uh, maybe a six or seven million dollar property upwards of a 10, 12, 15 million dollar property, something in that range to purchase an asset like that. So you're going out, you're going to make this investment on your own and you're going to own this asset in its entirety uh, and manage it yourself. You're looking at writing a three to four million dollar, maybe even a five million dollar check in order to make that happen, something in that neighborhood. Good for you if you're able to write that check. And again, as, as we said, uh, we're, uh, we're blessed with uh, some listeners that are in that category. Uh, for those of you that aren't there yet, obviously that's the goal, right? Is to build your worth, net worth over time so that you have that capability. Another way you can invest at that scale, obviously, is you could put together some investors on your own, right? You could reach out to family and friends and others and uh <clears throat> excuse me if you had uh if you had 10 individuals that each had four hundred thousand dollars burning a hole in their pocket then you could put together a, a group and go uh, go do that so that's absolutely a, a segment of the market that has a lot of benefits to it as we said the the ability to self-manage uh on-site the ability to uh take advantage of the scale that you have uh, the smoothing of the occupancy curve when you get to 100 units and higher, the cost efficiencies that you can acquire when you get to that sort of scale. Uh, there's there's a number of things, including the exit market for assets that size. There's a very robust marketplace for 100 unit properties and up, such that when it does come time to exit, uh, there's going to be quite a few folks that'll have some interest as opposed to some of the other examples that we may walk through here. So that's so that's one example uh, of a place that you can get to a lot of benefits in that kind of um, asset, uh, the size of it. And let's let's talk now about uh, we're looking to get in and um, we don't have four million dollars. So so what's next? Well, there's a there's a fairly substantial group of folks that invest in what I describe as the 40 plex space. So not necessarily 40 units, it could be 40 units, right? But they might be 60 or they might be, you know, 24, but basically in that kind of middle turf uh, where it's more than owning a, um, a fourplex uh, or a little 12 plex or something like that. These are properties that have some size to them. They may have some amenities, right? A 40plex might have a swimming pool or a few other things uh, like that. Some of them could be vintage properties. 
where maybe there's not a lot of amenities, but the property themselves uh, has a great deal of value. They're very walkable, uh, trendy, hip kind of uh, locations, those sorts of things. Um, the biggest benefit, obviously, on a 40-plex compared to the 100-unit property is it's going to cost less. Even if it costs a little more per unit per door, it's going to cost less than the 100-unit property, which means you're going to be able to get in for a smaller number. Again, a 40-plex across the country is going to range quite a bit, but if we uh, looked at a, a typical investment, you might be looking at something maybe in the $2 million range uh, to get into a 40-plex. Could be a little smaller than that. Certainly could be bigger than that too. Um, so $2 million, uh, much more achievable. Again, if you put together a group of friends, now you're talking a few hundred thousand dollars uh, each to pull something like that off. Uh, the good thing about a 40-plex is it has a lot more scale, relatively speaking, than a, a four-plex or uh, a couple of duplexes or those kinds of investments, and we're, we're heading in that direction. It's still not large enough, though, to have uh, on-site full-time management, and that can be a challenge uh, from that uh, standpoint. And while there are more individual buyers that have interest in that space, um, there's not as many larger scale investors that are interested in that space. So when it comes time to exit, uh, there could be some challenges on the 40 plex side, at least in terms of being able to drive the same value proposition that you could at 100 units. Um, all right, so let's let's take a little step down. So I mentioned uh, a 16 plex a moment ago. So if you went on the sort of smaller end of this 40 plex spectrum, down to maybe a 16 plex, which is a nice size little property. 16 plex, very manageable as a self-managed asset, right? So you can acquire your own tenants, you can go over and collect rent, uh, you can uh, deal with day-to-day -day issues. You can hire the subcontractors to go in and, you know, the plumber to go fix something or the electrician or whatever it might happen to be. Um, and a property like a 16-plex, you know, that could be had for a million dollars, a little over a million dollars, maybe, maybe uh, you know, 800000 And again, these are all the capital investment amounts, right? So on that 100-unit property, you know, you're talking maybe around $4 million that goes in. On the 40-plex, it's around maybe $2 million, maybe a little bit less. On the 16-plex, it's a million, a little more, a little less, um, something in that neighborhood. So, again, those are the dollars you're writing the check for to get in, and then leverage is making up the, uh, the difference. Um, if you're going to do a 16-plex, and most likely for a 40-plex as well, but certainly for a 16-plex that you're going to manage yourself, it's going to be near you. That's going to be a requirement. So you're going to be looking in markets that you live in or that are within 100 miles, something like that. Uh, the, the kind of mark asset that uh, you can get off work and drive over to the asset and deal with an issue that you need to deal with and then go back home and sleep in your own bed. Um, so we're not talking about assets that are, you know, 100 miles, uh, pardon me, 1,000 miles away in uh, an ideal market that's perfectly primed for multifamily, um, unless that unless you happen to live in a market that looks like that, you're going to be investing in a market that's near you. And as we've said many times, multifamily investing uh, can be successful in every market in the United States. There is no market in the United States that you can look at and say you wouldn't want to invest there. 
there's more risk in certain markets than others. That's the reason that we're in the markets we are, as I said, in the Texas Triangle. Uh, income growth, job growth, population growth, reasonable regulation, uh, modest cap rate compression, healthy absorption, all of those factors take risk off the table, which is why we're in the markets we're in. Um, uh, but if you live in San Diego, California, and you want to get into uh, multifamily real estate and you're looking at a 16plex one, you're probably going to put more than a million dollars in, as I just was describing. But if you did want to, you'd be doing something nearby. You wouldn't be doing something in Riverside, California or uh, Redding, which is far up in Northern California or uh, Glendale, Arizona or something like that. Uh, you're going to do it where you can get to the asset and see it. So that's as you get smaller, that's part of the challenge with these is the whole issue of how you manage them. The other piece, obviously, as we said, is the uh, smoothing out of the occupancy curve that occurs with those larger units. With the 100 unit properties, obviously, as you get smaller and smaller, that occupancy curve gets lumpier. Uh, a 16 plex is certainly smoother than a four plex, but not a lot. Um, it's 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 you're really starting to get to a smaller asset, and you're also getting there in a way that many of you may be able to actually write that check yourself, or a couple of friends you could get together and you could go buy a 16 plex. That may be the right entry point uh, for you. Um, for each of these that we're describing, we're describing these as assets that you're going to invest in and then you're going to actively manage them. You're going to play a, a meaningful role. At the 100 unit space, you're going to, maybe going to have an on-site management uh, individual, uh, but you're going to actively oversee them and do all this work. So what about a fourplex? And uh, a fourplex, you could, you could say duplex and triplex and fourplex, but basically the smaller residential multiple unit um, space. You're Now you're talking about getting into something for a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe a little bit less, um, uh, potentially quite doable for many of you that are, uh, that are listening. Uh, again, invest in an asset near yourself, uh, not only so that you can access it for management purposes and so on, you also wanna make sure you're really comfortable with where you're investing. And if you're investing four million dollars in a hundred units in some other market where you're going to have professional management then uh, you can afford to do the due diligence and pick the market that's going to be a really good market to be in as you get to these smaller spaces you're not really in a position to have it be far away so you want to make sure it's in a market that you're really comfortable with and obviously if if uh, you start getting down into the fourplex space you're going to have a lot of flexibility. Um, you live in uh, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. You're going to have the ability to look at a dozen different submarkets in and around Cleveland to be able to identify that you know what these are the two that really make the most sense, and that's where I'm going to focus my uh, direction. This is a very common space for uh, a lot of first-time multifamily investors the duplex, triplex, fourplex space. Uh, some of you may choose to do this, um, buy a triplex, live in one of the units, rent the other two units, or you'll buy a triplex and maybe you have uh, an adult child 
uh, and you know you're going to let them live in one of the units and kind of help with management. Another strategy that's not uncommon is um, you have a child that goes off to college, uh, and instead of having that uh, individual live on campus or go rent an apartment, uh, individuals, uh, folks will buy a, a house nearby uh, or a duplex or a fourplex and rent it to their child and to some friends. And then when they're done with college and they move on, they keep that as, a, as an asset. So, um, so th that's a way in which you could gain some additional value above and beyond the simple return of the, of the real estate investment itself. Uh, so now we're into a space where uh, we're talking about having uh, a very low barrier to entry, right? So this, this end of the spectrum we're getting to doesn't take $4 million to get into, doesn't even take a million dollars. You know, the ones we just talked about were in the maybe couple hundred thousand dollar range. Now let's get into the, um, I've got less than 100,000 I want to put in. How do I do that? Uh, wh what are the options for me? So one of the options is a single family rental. And uh, this, um, I don't know the stats on it. I'd have to go do some hunting around. Again, we don't play necessarily in this particular uh, space. Uh, it's absolutely one of the most common uh, types of multifamily investments. Many times it is the uh, a home that an individual has lived in, and when they've moved to a new home, they've simply kept uh, their prior home and converted it to a, uh, a rental. So in your neighborhood, uh, in the areas around you, you know what a single family home goes for. Assume that you're gonna put 50% leverage on it just to make the math real easy. If uh, $250,000 is what it takes to buy something uh, nearby that works that way, then you're, you know, you're looking at $100,000, $150,000, something in that range to get into it. If, uh, if in your neighborhood or nearby in markets you uh, have access to, as I described, maybe within a uh, 100 miles or so, hour, couple hours drive, um, there are single family homes for $150,000. Well, now you might be talking about a $75,000 investment, so quite modest. We've talked before, and you can go back and find some of the older sessions we've done on uh, the various sizes of, uh, of assets. The single-family rental, uh, the big thing it has going for it is the, um, uh, the fact that it can be purchased inexpensively, right? You're simply buying uh, one unit. Uh, it's also a very attractive in terms of uh, especially if it's a home, right, as opposed to like a condominium, uh, in terms of the marketplace that you're playing in, right, you're probably renting to families and the like. In those instances, you absolutely want to make sure you're in uh, safe neighborhoods with good schools. You should be doing that for all these investments, uh, but in particular for, uh, for, um, for a single family rental, since your primary target is going to be um, families, although you might rent to um, you know, three uh, young people that have gotten out of school and are uh, living together until uh, until they all get paired up and form, uh, you know, individual households on their own. Um, single family rentals are 100% lumpy in terms of occupancy performance. They're either occupied or they're not. And that fear of 
non-occupancy, that fear of vacancy, often causes individuals to not move rents. And in many markets, it's completely appropriate to move that rent on an annual basis. And if you don't, you'll be leaving substantial dollars on the table. Um, so that can be, that's you know clearly one of the challenges. The other is there's almost no way to hire a third party to manage a single family rental. Uh, you, a, a fourplex, a 16plex, a 40plex, you can hire management firms and obviously the larger those properties get, the more effective those management firms are going to be. To hire someone to manage a single family rental can be a real challenge and quite expensive. So, um, so there's a lot of issues associated with it. Go in eyes wide open if that's the space you're gonna play in. Um, but like I said, maybe for as little as $50,000, you could get into that space. So let's keep moving down the spectrum because there are opportunities to get in at even less than $50,000, which you may be wondering, all right, we just, we started at 100 units and more, and we've worked our way to 40 units and 16 units and four units and down to a single family rental. Well, what's, what's, what's smaller than that? What's, how am I gonna get in for less? And this is where we get into the syndicated space. So uh, there's lots of words, uh, uh, very kind words, I hope, uh, that can be used to describe uh, Mara Polling and other firms that do what we do. Uh, syndicators. Uh, uh, were firms that put together real estate syndications. That's a term you'll hear. Another is sponsors, right? Deal sponsors. Um, uh, we are asset managers. Um, that's the technical formal term that's, uh, that we use to describe the work we do. Call those entities, those companies, whatever you'd like. You can work with a syndicator. Um, up until now, what we've described is assets that either you have complete control of, in other words, you own them, you manage them like the single family or the fourplex or so on, or assets that you own with a close-knit group of associates and together you've worked out some means of how you're going to make decisions and who's going to be the manager of the entity and so on. Um, when you get to individual syndications, so this is, I go buy a 100 unit property, as we described on the higher end of the spectrum. We go buy a 100 unit property, we pay $10 million for it, and we're gonna invest $4 million in the acquisition. And that syndication comes from a whole bunch of folks writing checks to create that $4 million. And we go do that for one individual um, asset. And so those could be individuals, uh, you know, some syndicators, sponsors will have a minimum of $100,000, which is a little more than what we just talked about for a single family. Some will go down to $50,000. Um, our minimum is $25,000. Um, and that would be for an individual syndication. So you write a check, you become a member of this syndication, and now you own uh, proportionally with everyone else that's in this group, um, this particular uh, individual asset. A large scale asset, 100 units, it's located in a market that's a uh, solid growth market, doesn't need to be nearby, professionally managed by on-site staff, uh, lots and lots of benefits. 
the downside, if you will, is you're not in control, right? So this, this is something where you've bought into what the strategy is the syndicator's using. Our strategy is one of lower risk. You continually hear us talk about that. Uh, we want to be in uh, good, stable markets, class B, uh, multifamily assets, uh, light value add opportunities, good neighborhoods with um, safe schools, um, uh, pardon me, quality schools, uh, safe neighborhoods, um, all the other factors that you've heard us talk about over time, that would be our strategy. And so you're investing in a strategy and a sponsor uh, in terms of how that real estate's gonna be played out. And you're gonna know the individual asset, right? You're gonna see it, you're gonna be able to look at it, you're gonna see all the statistics on it, you're gonna understand uh, what the forecast is, what the perform is for how it might perform. And so in that way, that syndication looks very much like the other investments that we've talked about here, where you'll know the specific asset that you're moving into. There's one more option that you have, and this is the option that provides you the, um, the lowest cost entry into the multifamily space uh, and gives you the biggest bang for your buck. And that is an investment in a portfolio or a fund of multifamily assets. Um, so I mentioned at the very beginning, the Mara Polling Total Return Fund is a uh, investment opportunity we currently have. And as I said, if you have interest, you wanna reach out to us so we can give you the PPM and uh, those other documents so you can understand uh, in particular uh, and in detail all the uh, elements that are involved. But I wanna use it as an example of this kind of uh, opportunity. And that is, again, a syndication where you're investing in uh, uh, a syndicator uh, and your money's going into a pool. It's just now, it's not uh, going into a pool that's purchasing one asset, it's going into a pool that's purchasing multiple assets. And so in the Mara Polling Total Return Fund, our minimum investment is a $25,000 investment and that buys someone into the fund, which uh, currently owns uh, three assets uh, and has four to five assets targeted by the end of the uh, end of the year, uh, somewhere around $50 million in multifamily real estate. So when you look across the spectrum here, um, you go from very large 100 unit plus individual assets that you own and control yourself or through a syndication or a group that you've put together um, through smaller and smaller assets that reduce the amount of capital that you need to invest. And then when you get down to the very smallest end of that spectrum where you're looking at, well, what if I only have 25,000 that I want to invest? Um, how do I go about doing that? Uh, then the answer to that question is uh, through these syndication uh, methods. So working with a firm like us, in which you're able to invest either in an individual asset or in an entire group of assets. As I said, in the fund, the Mara Polling Total Return Fund, uh, a $25,000 investment um, in what, like I said, will be maybe five or six assets when it's fully deployed. That's You're talking about $5,000 per asset or even less. And uh, that's just not available to you anywhere else. You certainly couldn't go out and purchase any of these other assets uh, for those kinds of uh, kinds of dollars. 
And one of the benefits that many of our clients share with us that they like about being in the fund is the educational opportunity, right? So if you're new to multifamily, if you have been investigating and studying and researching multifamily and are growing in confidence that multifamily is a wise uh, place for you to invest a portion of your portfolio, and I commend you if you're coming to that conclusion, we agree that uh, everybody's portfolio ought to have a little bit of multifamily uh, real estate in it. Uh, if you're coming to that conclusion and you've not invested in that space before, right? So you're not familiar with uh, all the things that we talk about every week here on the, uh, on the podcast, then an investment in an individual syndication or an investment, for example, with us in the fund is a great way to learn about multifamily real estate such that you're then ready to maybe go out and take that step and go buy a, a fourplex on your own or a 16plex. Um, and you may also come to the conclusion that real estate's great, but it's something you don't want to actively be involved in in managing day to day. That's actually a very common occurrence with many of the individuals that we've worked with over the years. So the answer to the question, how much to get in, what's it take to really get into multifamily? There is no one answer that works for everyone. Uh, it's, it's a decision each person needs to make on their own as to what portion of their investment portfolio they want to not only invest in multifamily, but how much of it they want to put into any one individual asset. So if you've got $200,000 to play with in what we just described, you could buy a fourplex on your own. You could go out and pick up three or four single family rentals on your own. You could invest in a couple of different syndications, or you could invest in our fund and maybe some other funds uh, that are available out there uh, which would ultimately for that couple hundred thousand dollars maybe give you a position in, you know, 10 different assets or more, uh, which on average maybe have 100 or 200 doors each. Well, now all of a sudden you've got 1,500 doors. Your, your uh, risk is spread across. Um, you're going to get a diff very different performance profile out of that than you would with one particular fourplex. And there's no answer to the question of which one's the right one. That's a decision you, you get to make on your, uh, on your own. So I hope this has been helpful in terms of walking through what the opportunities are. Um, if you have interest in our fund, and if you have interest in just learning more about investing in real estate, whether you want to work with us or not, um, shoot me an email, pat at marapolling.com, and let me get you the document set so you can read it. This will help you understand how these kinds of investments are structured and uh, I think could be very valuable in terms of helping you develop a set of questions you want to ask either of syndicators, sponsors that you might work with like us, or that you would ask of yourself when you're putting together an investment because you should be going through that same scrutiny that you would put a, a sponsor through when you're making an investment yourself in terms of what are all the risks associated with investing in this particular way and how are those being managed? Uh, and those are the kinds of things you'll see like in a private placement memorandum and so on. So again, that is pat at marapolling.com, M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Next week, um, 
Bill Mara is going to be joining us. Uh, we uh, are, have just finished Bill's session and uh, got a little post-production work to do before it'll be ready. So it'll be up next week. Bill joins us to spend some time educating us about the acquisition process in multifamily and where where deals come from. So uh, so that'll be exciting. So uh, make sure you join us next week. Again, whatever platform you're listening on, uh, click subscribe so you uh, so you stay in the loop about what it is that we have uh, have going on. Uh, thanks again for joining us on Multifamily Real Estate Investing presented by Mara Poling. And I look forward to seeing you again soon.